Hello there. Don't be alarmed. We're just preparing your listening device for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. We do this, of course, by filling the radio with water. Don't worry. We're professionals. Thanks to me, you won't even get wet. You see, I've crammed every appendage of my body into the cracks and crevices of your radio, ensuring an airtight seal. By the way, don't touch your on-off knob. That's a very sensitive area. Anyway, I should remind you, we believe in the buddy system just like diving, so don't listen alone. Call your buddy and tell them that Scuba Radio is about to begin. We're going to start a new life under the sea. So, uh, am I going to drown? Of course not. Just stay calm and let the gentle currents relax your every muscle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Did it just get warmer? There'll be no accusations. Just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Where the hell are the sharks? And now, here's your dive guide for Scuba Radio, Greg the Dive Master. And welcome. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Okay, CJ's in the studio with me. I am. And we have the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad connected via the web right now. That's made up of Barry the Bugger, Jerry the Diver Guy, Mermaid Rachel, and our special guest, Dr. Doug Ebersol, who is kind of a, you know, I guess he's a Scuba Radio Scuba Squad member, but he's a doctor. So he's like one step above, right? More than one step. At least a couple fin kicks above. He's the glue that holds us together. He's a doctor that keeps us alive. Did Jerry just said he's the goo that keeps us together? Glue. Oh, glue. oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, uh, plug your headphones out in, of your ear. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, this is going to be a very unique and special edition of the big show today. And you know why? I don't know why. Because we are going to dive deeper into the cast of Scuba Radio and kind of fill in the blanks from the voices that you hear every week on the show and kind of paint a picture if you're not already up to speed with what they've done in their diving life. You know, you hear these voices every week and you think, these guys are friggin' nuts. Who are these idiots? Yes, and you would be correct by, by making such assumptions. But there actually is a diving connection for every voice you hear on the show. They have their own little storyline, their own background in the industry of scuba diving, whether it's professionally or they just love to do it. And we're going to get deeper into that today. To, so you listening right now can you know, potentially connect even closer with one of the members of the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad, myself, CJ, uh, Barry the Bugger, you know, Mermaid Rachel. You know, uh, even Dr. Doug, you know, so it, it, ju- it just depends. But that's what the plan is with the show today. What do you think of that? So you could be uh, connecting or repulsed. Correct. Or a combination of the two. It could be, a, a you know, it could what? be simultaneously happening. At the, yeah, it could happen. There's a lot going on. Yes. So uh, leading off, we're going we're gonna to start from the top and work our way down. And so that means that Dr. Doug is up first. No pressure. Dr. Doug Ebersol, uh, you know, he's been on the show with us fairly regularly over the last few years. And he reached out to me, uh, what it was it, uh, 2016. He had been listening to the show uh, much longer than that. But when I had my open heart surgery, Dr. Doug uh, reached out. He said, hey, I listened to your show, Greg. Maybe I can help you out. I'm a car- you know, a cardiologist, surgeon, heart surgeon. I, well, what's the official title again, Dr. Doug? I'm actually an interventional cardiologist. So See, I, I nailed it. Procedural stuff. I uh, nailed it, right? No, you did not nail it. I was, wasn't even close. Okay. Well, he's also a scuba diver. And once again, he listens to the show. 
and uh, reached out and, and kind of helped me through the process of going through open heart surgery. You know, he was a huge resource for me to kind of rebound and get back into uh, my diving life. And I, I thank him immensely for that. But Dr. Doug, in his own right, is one of the most, I don't know, uh, insane scuba divers I have ever met. He's very divey. Yes. And, and, and your first time diving was when, Dr. Doug? Uh, 1974. Okay. He's got a few years on me. Yeah. Mine was 93. And, uh, yeah, we're, I don't know. You're, you're, we're probably about the same age, aren't we? Or are you uh, I'm older? I'm, old. I'm, six, I'm 62. Okay. He's, he's got a couple years on me, but not much. But, uh, but yeah, he started way longer. So what got you into diving, Dr. Doug? That's where we want to go with all this stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I started in 74, basically based on Jacques Cousteau. Uh, I'd been watching the you know undersea world of Jacques Cousteau as a kid. Yeah, uh, lived in Florida and decided I wanted to you know see what was really under there. So a buddy of mine and I got certified in high school and uh, just been diving ever since. Yeah. So I mean, so why do you dive? What is it that that uh, you know uh, get you going? That get you in the water every time? Because you are diving literally almost every week. You uh, the entire crew. I think Doctor Doug dives or is in the water more often than any of us yeah i probably do on a, a slow year is probably 120 dives and a busy busy year is about 170 or yeah. something like that so it's it's fairly frequent um honestly uh for me it's very relaxing i my as you know i do all kinds of crazy stuff as well but my my passion is just warm water and pretty fish so i mean given an hour reef dive drifting in West Palm Beach, seeing all the pretty fish and so forth. That's like my happy place. So, I like uh, it. Yeah. So that, well, we connect my- there. I, I, I can definitely identify with that because, you know, when I dive, it's the same thing. You get into that whole Zen kind of thing, uh, especially after you've been diving a while, you're, you're good with your skills and, and you've had uh, enough dives under your belt. You get down underwater. You know what? It may not be that exciting of a dive, uh, it may just be you're floating around weightless, and that's enough. And you just kind of zone out. It's about as relaxing as it could possibly be. It's better than any massage or uh, you know trance type thing or meditation kind of thing. Is that kind of what you're you're? Uh, yeah, I mean, my to? obviously my day to day job's a little stressful. Um, yeah, I would. So uh, just being able to just relax and do things underwater is great. As you know, I I moved from typical recreational diving. I moved into technical diving about. A little over 20 years ago and into rebreathers about 20 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, I enjoy deep walls, deep wrecks, decompression diving, cave diving. I teach cave diving. Um, so, you know, I, I enjoy any and all of it other than I'm not like you. I'm not real excited about cold water. I did do, you know, I did the Great Lakes this uh, past summer where the water was, you know, 39 one day, 42 a couple of days. Ouch. I've done, yeah, I've done uh, the Pacific Northwest to see the giant octopus and, Wolf eels in the water was 45, 47. And then, uh, you know, Woody, my buddy, he and I actually took an ice diving course um, a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago or something like that, just to say we did it. So I'll do crazy things from time to time, but mainly just warm water, pretty fish, yeah. you know, would be my my passion. Just that talk of uh, those temperatures. I think uh, all the guys as part of the crew right now suffered from shrinkage. It was just... Uh, I do believe that Rachel is the only one that lacks the colder water. That may be, and we'll find out uh, about that in a few minutes. But, uh, but Dr. Doug, I, I do wonder, you know, so now you've gotten into all this rebreather, technical diving. I mean, you do some pretty extreme stuff. 
you know, when it comes to, you know, recreational dive limits and things. And and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean it's like it's something you got to be very dedicated to. So how did right. you make that transition from going to like, oh, I just love going out diving and, and uh, you know, uh, mellowing out and just uh, shutting down the world to like, hey, I got to pay attention. Right. Well, yeah, this the, uh, is uh, some serious diving I'm doing here. Right. It, it started, I mean, I did recreational diving until about 2000. And about 2000, I started being interested in Cayman and so forth with the deeper walls. So I wanted to kind of get see deeper than 60, 80 feet on the wall. Yeah. Uh, so that was my passion to kind of get into deeper diving. Uh, as you get deeper, gas expenses for helium gets very expensive. Um, so rebreathers made sense for deeper diving. So I kind of got into rebreathers. Um, I've always been an educator. I've got lots of teaching awards through internship, residency and fellowship and so forth and so on. So I enjoy teaching. So that got me into teaching both recreational and technical diving as well as rebreathers. So I've been doing that kind of ever since. Um, so as mission based, you, you saw it, yeah. you had a challenge. You want to, I'd like to go do that. And right. uh, it was just like, okay, I got to go get the proper skills to be able to accomplish that. And next thing you know, you're challenging uh, yourself on these different levels, I guess. Is that right? Right. And it's all, it, it's really all about mental preparation, about training, about experience. Uh, and you can't, you can't just watch YouTube videos and do things. You also can't just go out and dive and do things. You've got to, you've got to have proper education. You've got to have proper training uh, and proper experience and kind of build things up. That's you know, right. people people think you know i'm crazy to be cave diving last week i was at eagle's nest so we were at 280 something feet deep oh, hey, okay on hold on so. right there we got to find out more okay. about this next on the world's first radio show devoted to diving this is the worldwide scuba radio network Bula. you'll hear that a lot when you visit fiji it's more than a greeting It's the spirit of this friendly country. With 333 islands, white sand beaches, and year-round tropical warmth, it's hard not to feel happy at this exceptional dive destination known as the soft coral capital of the world. Fiji Airways has a modern fleet of aircraft to take you to Fiji in style and at great prices. Contact your travel agent now or go to FijiAirways.com and plan your Fijian dive adventure. That's FijiAirways.com come as a guest leave as a friend it's a philosophy that comes from the top down at explore ventures liveaboards it doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group explore ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right for proof no explore ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry they're also the official liveaboard company of scuba radio you've likely heard us talk about explore ventures scuba radio scuba cruise trips many times and we invite you to join us on the next one however whether we're on board with you or not i'll bet an explore ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had it just doesn't get any better save us in kits turks and caicos the galapagos maldives indonesia humpback whales and the silver banks new destinations and itineraries are being added all the time call one of their talented travel consultants to find the explore ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you 1-800-322-3577 that's 1-800-322-3577 or visit exploreventures.com that's exploreventures.com hey baby What's going down? Later, nerd. Are you lacking with the ladies? Nope. Enhance your scuba superpowers with a new scuba radio hat. Wow, nice hat. Just picked it up at scubaradio.com. Buy two scuba radio hats and get free shipping. Need a dive, buddy, sexy? Always. And I got a scuba radio hat for you, too. (sighs) New scuba radio hats are now available at scubaradio.com. So cool. Order yours today or stay a loser. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. 
Radio. Prepare to rig for dive! Your surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. The Trident. Poseidon, the god of the oceans, weapon of choice. Ancient mermen used to use this weapon in battle to fight against the crustacean armies and all the shrimps and jellyfish in the sea. Often come out here to this abandoned cement factory to harness his power, learn his secrets, think about life. What you know about rolling down in the deep? When your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze. When these people talk too much, put that shit this is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. We're learning a little bit more about the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad. And then, I don't know, divers that we uh, have on even a higher pedestal like Dr. Doug Ebersall. Right Everything now. you wanted to know and some things you didn't. Yes. I'm sure some things are going to get exposed today that we probably should have kept mm-hmm. off the air. But so be it. We're rolling the dice, and we'll see what happens. But uh, Dr. Doug was just talking about how he, uh, why he dives, how he got into his technical diving and more adventurous style of diving, even though initially it was just to kind of go and zen out, uh, shut the world off by going underwater and breathing, you know, blowing bubbles, as a lot of people do. I'm kind of in that category. But he got more extreme and into re- rebreather diving and technical stuff. You just did a dive. How deep again? Uh, we were at a place called Eagle's Nest, which is right near Wikiwachi, um, in the Chesapeake wildlife area, um, on Western Florida. And the cave system, it's, it's pretty close to 300 feet deep. Um, so we were, the max we hit was about 282, I think, uh, with about a two hour runtime. So I was explaining, you know, that people think you're crazy to be doing cave diving and so forth, but really there are definitely increased risks, but if you follow the rules of cave diving, there's, you know, five rules of cave diving. And if you follow those rules, you can actually mitigate a lot of the risks. So things like having a continuous guideline um, rule of thirds, which doesn't really apply with rebreathers, mm-hmm. uh, proper training is important, uh, depth limits, numbers of lights, all those sorts of kind of things. Um, you can mitigate the results. I was mentioned to Barry offline. So we were actually carrying each of us, there's three of us in the team. Uh, we were on scooters. Uh, and we're each carrying five extra bottles. We had our rebreather. We had uh, two 80s of uh, deep gas, which had trimix for the narcosis limitation. Uh, and then we had another bottle sitting at 100 feet of 30%, which you could breathe at 100 feet. We had a bottle hanging at 70 feet of 50% because you can breathe that there. And then another bottle of 100% uh, at 20 feet. So if anything happened, uh, we had tons of gas to get us out of trouble. None of us had any problems. And all the rebreathers were flawless. And we had a great two-hour dive. Well, that's so, uh, that's pretty adventurous. The the so the reason you did it uh, over there by Wikiwachi was to find a mermaid because that's the home of the original mermaids, right? That that would have been nice, but no, really, what we saw was as usual, just a bunch of wet rocks. Okay, but uh, all right, well, to each so the, his you own. Know, the interest, yeah, the interest in cave diving for me is different. The, the, it's still it's still quite a, a zen moment for me. I'm you know I enjoy it, but it's more that is more about for me at least about the technical nature of it, yeah. Uh, not silting things out, having perfect trim, having good buoyancy, uh, doing jumps appropriately, team management, all that sort of thing. It's more about that to me is more of a, of a technical accomplishment as well as the, uh, the relaxation, whereas the warm water, pretty fish is just warm water, pretty fish and taking some pictures. Right. That kind of thing. So the challenge is what uh, kind of gets you there a little bit. Uh, doing right. Something the challenge of doing it do well, it. of yeah. doing it well. You know, not, like it's it. not an, you know, 
most, you know, most people think that cave divers are just adrenaline junkies and 99% of them are definitely not. Uh, they're, they're more very cautious, um, very thoughtful, uh, kind of people. We don't just jump into things. They're all, everything's very well planned. I always joke that, you know, the, in the recreational market, there's this whole thing of, you know, plan your dive, dive your plan, mm-hmm. which is for the most part, it's pretty much BS because most people just try to jump in the water, swim around till they've got a thousand or 800 PSI, they come to the surface with things like cave diving or technical diving, you are truly planning your dive and diving your plan. And you have plan A, you have contingency A, contingency B, contingency C, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. for me, that's the challenge, doing it well um, and, then you know, having a good time. Yeah. Well, I, I totally can relate to that. I mean, I've done, I've dabbled in some of the more, you know, technical stuff and rebreathers and things. And and, and one of the things that uh, I do enjoy, I, I, I'm definitely a Zen type diver. I love going down there and just blowing bubbles. Just, man, this is awesome. But if I'm doing a more challenging type of dive where, you, like you said, you got to plan it out, you got to be very disciplined, especially if you're doing anything like a rebreather or beyond recreational dive limits. But but once you get in there and you're doing it and you're executing your plan, it, it's pretty um, you know satisfying to sit there, be floating along, going, "Look, I'm doing something that you know 99 percent of the population has not done or seen." And it's kind of cool when you find yourself in that moment, at least for me. Do you find that happening oh, to you, too? I agree entirely. Yeah, yeah, I agree entirely. I mean, let's just face it. Whether you're doing technical diving or not, to the general public, just being a scuba diver and doing an easy recreational dive, they look at us like superheroes because we have a skill that they they can't really relate to until they get the uh, – they don't have to know how easy it is, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. we got to play that card sometimes. But uh, just going down, and when you realize you're doing something that most people don't have the opportunity to see or experience, it does kind of feel, uh, it, it kind of, you know, is a good feeling for sure. So uh, so that's why you've gotten into uh, where you're at now. Is it part of the joy because you do a lot of teaching of uh, passing along or paying it fa- forward yeah. to your students or what? Yeah, my my other passions, I mean, I'm, I'm into photography. Um so I've done a lot of uh, a lot of underwater photography and you know published things and so forth and so on. So that that to me allows me to I don't have a lot. I'm not artistic in terms of drawing or anything else or music, but um, it allows me to at least cultivate that artistic interest of photography. It allows me to uh, to use my interest in teaching. So for me, it's kind of it kind of comes full circle. How many cards you have? How many certification cards you have? I don't you know. Count? You didn't. You lost count. When I crossed over to one of the agencies, they gave me I don't know why. They gave me cards for everything I was allowed to teach, and I got something like fifty something cards in the mail. So right, you know, it's 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 well over a hundred and something cards of some sort. Anyway, it's a bunch. It's a lot of cards. He's got a lot of experience, and you know, he's very generous to tolerate the nonsense we throw at him. On They're Scuba making Radio. classes for him now, Greg. The uh, well, I'll tell you what. what actually, there, uh, a quick little side note: the uh, the reason behind the ice diving that we did. Yeah. Uh, when I was certified in 1974, it was for an agency called NASDS, which isn't around anymore, uh, and it was an open water card. And the way you became an expert diver back in '74 was on the back of the card. You had to have an instructor sign off on various dives, typical stuff like a night dive or a deep dive or swift water, dirty water, a bunch of things like that. So by the end of 1974, I had everything but two uh, signed off. Uh, one was ice diving, which I swore as a Floridian I was never going to do. Right. Uh, and cave diving, which I thought was crazy. So, yes, in 1974, you could have an instructor take you into a cave, and they would sign that off. Obviously, we would not recommend doing that in 
2022, but 74, that was the kind of crazy things we did. So I'd had all those signed off. Well, obviously I'm not just a cave diver, but I'm a cave instructor now. So that one signed off. So the last thing that was left on the back of my card uh, was ice diving. So that's when uh, Woody and I had a, a couple's trip to go skiing with our wives and decided to go get ice diving certified so I could sign off the back of my card. And uh, check Randy Thornton was out there. Yeah, checked it off the list. That was my last thing. So it took me 47 years. Uh, but after 47 years, I officially became an expert diver. Well, there you go. We're honored to have him on Scuba Radio. We're going to uh, dive a little deeper into some of the other Scuba Radio Scuba Squad members next. Stay close to the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Scuba. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer. And Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Peregrine is a simple, full-color, multi-gas dive computer. It's also the most economical Shearwater dive computer released to date. Check it out and the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater. Dive computers for demanding divers. Do you have a message or a product that you'd like to share with the diving world? Well, look no further than Scuba Radio. Just like you, thousands of diving enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to scubaradio.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. surface interval is complete you are now clear to dive with scuba radio Radio. the world's first radio show devoted to diving dive 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 hi this is moody i'm one of you dive guides on the grand sea explorer you are listening to scuba radio the world's first radio show devoted to diving now he's my close personal friend because he paid me to say this greg the dive master all the diving sights one assumes the red sea is the place to get below just one fin kick away why we love it on scuba radio all the deep dive boats will make you smile they share the same sight but don't you fret you live aboard lifestyle you watch the sunset Diving times without any gripes Say we listen to Scuba Radio You're a talent Dive like an Egyptian I don't know what it is But it certainly isn't singing Dive like an Egyptian I'm not sure you even hit a single note Oh, that's harsh This is the world's first radio show Devoted to diving I am Greg the Dive Master We're diving deeper into the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad experience, why they dive. Just get uh, give you the opportunity to get to know them a little bit better. We've already done this with Dr. Doug Ebersol. He set the bar pretty high for the rest of the squad. So it's only downhill from here or or deeper or I don't know. Wait, uh, wait, wait. I live in the mountains, so it's uphill for me. Well, maybe. He lives in, uh, Jerry the Diver Guy is in the mountains of Virginia. uh, And we're going to find out why. A little bit later on in the show, but uh, we want to give uh, give the ladies a shot here first. Mermaid Rachel is with us. 
Uh, we she was on last week's show. We were going to get a little deeper into her free diving, um, you know, lifestyle because she's a free diving instructor, and we kind of ran out of time rambling about I don't know crazy nonsense type stories that we typically do. Actually, I got a couple to share today too. By the way, you should have seen what they found in a big old fish this week. A big old nugget? Uh, no, but it wasn't something you typically find in a fish. Well, I'll leave it at that. A big old You'll have to wait. Well, just stand by. And you was know, it a pygmy? That's enough, Casey, the we're tobacco nut. We're not guessing right now. I said we were going to talk to Mermaid <laughs> Rachel, so we are going to find out uh, you know, what makes her tick, what makes her, what makes her put on a tail and uh, you know, become a mermaid and share that experience and, and that whole thing with the world. Because she does a, she's a kind of a big deal. She does this all around. I mean, and then she's a freediving instructor and, uh, well, a competitor to boot, right? And a stunt double, right? Well, she does a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you a, Don't forget check? she's a pharmacist. Okay. Give Vinny two tanks. <laughs> you know, see, she's not going to say a word. Everyone Stalker. else is going to say <laughs> what she does. Uh, but we want her to speak for herself. So, Rachel, how are you? How you doing? I'm doing all right. It's pretty fun to be back on here and nice to see everybody again. Well, back at you. And, and so, um, I mean, I, let's uh, work our way backwards with you because last week, like I said, we were talking about your free diving competition. You had just gotten back from Mexico and you were competing, yes. correct? Yes, that's correct. Did you get uh, the so results this- now? Do you know how you rated in that particular competition or what? Um, I believe I ranked fourth for the women. Um, They tallied the scores for the top three, so I didn't podium, but um, I was able to, I believe, get fourth place for that one. Um, I'm just jumping into the world of competitive freediving this year, Um, so I would still say that I'm at an intermediate level in terms of depth, Um, but it's definitely really fun, and um, I really enjoy the competitive world for just the community that's around it. Now, she had uh, texted me some pictures uh, I assume they were from the uh, competition, but they were mermaid pics. Were you doing that in between the competition or were those other uh, pictures? Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, one thing I like about freediving is one, the athleticism and two, the art. Um, so I also have a side job as a circus performer. And so being able to incorporate performance arts into freediving to make art. Um, it's something that I like to do as well. Well, no um, wonder so she fits so well in the Scuba the Radio Scuba Squad. <laughs> I mean, how do you dive with clown shoes on? Well, there's that. Right. <laughs> you can. You just hold your breath longer. Okay, see? But but <laughs> I, now I know why she, you know, she... Uh, she mixes well with the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad. It's probably the rubber nose. No, really no. Circus trouble. performer. She has that experience, so she's used to being around a bunch of freaks. I was gonna. I thought exactly. you were gonna go with clowns on that one. But well, okay. no, no. It's kind of more of a freak <laughs> show with with the rest of the crew here. Wouldn't you agree, CJ? You oh, would, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, it's, so is it's that funny with the whole? Yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, is that the bonding that you see or connection that you have with the rest of the folks like Jerry, Barry, and Casey and Vinny? Yeah, a whole bunch of crazies. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I ain't the crazy one now. Easy. Well, and okay. the diving, the diving's great as well. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll go with that. Right. Jerry's not going to use his portion of crazy. I'll take it. Okay. Well, that's right. He's he's a bit uh, off his nut. That uh, crazy tobacco nut guy. Uh, anyway, um, so so the free diving competition or competitor in you is starting to come out this year, but you've been teaching it for a while, right? Free diving. Yeah, so. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so I originally started out with scuba diving um, probably when I was 25, so seven years ago. Um, but yeah, I started out with scuba diving and back then I was doing live stunt work and was like, Hey, I need to get some more skills so I can put that on my resume. And so I started dabbling in scuba diving and, um, ended up starting out in cold water in Seattle. So as a broke college student, you, um, dive when it's cheapest. And so I would dive during the winter and, uh, got all of my experience all the way up through rescue diver. Um, and then from there, um, went to work as a dive master in Thailand. So I got all of my warm water dives out in Kopp. So I was working as a dive master by day and a fire dancer by night. Wow. That is, uh, that is impressive. That, that is a uh, good stuff. Now going back to the circus performer thing. So how did you, was that something you just kind of grew up in and the next thing you know, you're twirling fire sticks or something or what? I mean, what, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> Um, well, it's funny. It goes right along with uh, my pharmacy career. Um, so when I was in pharmacy school, I had an instructor tell me that they weren't going to recognize me or any of my other classmates once we graduated. And she said, you guys are going to be studying so much that you're not going to uh, be able to take care of yourselves. And I was like, that will not be me. And uh, so I like when I was doing pharmacy by day, I would do circus performance by night and circus was my social life. It was my fitness. They would feed me and they would pay me. And so it was uh, the uh, clowns at the circus. Is that? Uh, yeah, m- mostly fire dancing. Mostly fire dancing. Fire dancing in the circus. And this was out, where yeah. was this? In California or uh, where? It actually, it actually started in Portland. Okay. Um, so in All between right. sets, I'd actually be stretching underneath tables and studying pharmacology. And then I would go out and perform. And then I would come back and study some more. Wow. How about that? Yeah, th- you know, that's an interesting background. But I, I, I when when you said that the uh, teacher for your what pharmacy major said that you're what well, you're mm-hmm. going to live and breathe this this information you're not going to be able to have a life while you're trying to do this and you were doing yeah. the circus stuff on the side just because you wanted to have something to do or wanted to have a life yeah wow well i wanted to have something that would pay me because as a pharmacy student you're basically you know it's an internship so you're not Ah. actually making money doing it it's like doing a radio show and you're paying to do it you think (laughs) no no nothing like that (laughs) okay i Uh, think i think this is way more fun okay but and then as far as uh, doing the diving that kind of just started like you were you know throwing fire sticks around and and be a circus performer and like "Eh, i gotta mix something else in there and you decided to jump into the diving thing and in oregon yeah, so I started to jump into the diving thing actually in Washington, so in the Puget Sound. That's where I got all of my training in, all the way up to With rescue all those diver. Wolf fields that Doctor Doug was talking yeah. about. Yeah, but wolf you- fields and giant Pacific octopus. I still haven't seen a giant Pacific octopus. I've only seen little ones, but hmm. um, all right, they're still super cute. I bet, but but you're you don't consider yourself a warm water wuss by any stretch of the imagination. It sounds like you'll take on anything. No, I kind of like exploring new places on one breath or on scuba. Um, It's just fun getting to check out new places that you wouldn't normally be able to see. So it's about the adventure for you of why you dive. Yeah. I love it. There you go. Mermaid Rachel. We learned a little bit more about her circus performer. And now it makes so much more sense why she uh, connects with the freaks on this show. Indeed. She's used (laughs) to it. She's had the proper training. We're coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. 
Radio. Prepare to rig for dive! Your surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Okay, who wants to go down the creepy tunnel inside the tomb first? We're just going to wait here for a little while so things quiet down if you don't mind. You're going down. You're going down. You're going down. I have a friend who does the diving. You're going down. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. You're going down. I am Greg the Die Master, CJ in the studio with me. You may wonder, who exactly is CJ? Is he Cock Nobody Johnson? That. Is he Curly Johnson? Is he just a diver or something? None of the above. Guy that has uh, that shows up in the studio with me here at uh, Scuba Radio headquarters. Well, yeah, he's that guy too. I do actually dive sometimes. You do? Uh, CJ, often when we go out and do our adventures, he, he's one of my uh, main dive buddies. Uh, and I kind of brought him into the world. I kind of birthed him no, into the scuba life. <laughs> oh, what that. <laughs> what? What? Well, where, where do you think I was going with that? Uh, back to the beginning. Oh, okay. Well, so why do you dive, CJ? Share with Part the Part of it is, um, I think, the, the, the quiet. Yeah? Because... Going I, back to that whole zen kind of thing? Well, I, all my other hobbies and my career and everything, I voice commercials for a living. Yeah. So I get sick of hearing my own voice. Okay. And um there's there's always, you know, wearing headphones and doing radio and Right. Uh and my other hobby is very loud playing drums and rock music and that kind of stuff and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um just the escape from all that. Right. And then there's the everyday stuff like emails and phone calls and Yeah. Yeah. You know, you drop down below the surface, man. It's just quiet. It, it, it's a bubbles. good distraction. Yeah. Kind of helps you reset, I think, a little bit. Big sometimes. time. Big yeah. time. All right. And, like therapy. And, and gives you an opportunity. Yeah, therapy for sure. Water therapy. Uh, you know, And I think, you know, it gives you an opportunity to shut out the voices of like Jerry, Barry, uh, Casey, Vinny. That too, yeah. Even me every now and oh, then. Yeah. You know, like the, I, I know how you're a big fan of the songs that we play on well, the Well, I hear you throwing up underwater, but that doesn't count. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, well, that's my gift. Actually, uh, the the part I do like all you hear underwater. I love the yeah. Well, and the mute, really and the, the muted cursing. Yeah, but you can usually make it out pretty. Oh easy. yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's good, and, and I think uh, most people can relate to that. You know, uh, CJ has a lot of radio experience, so we kind of bond. You wouldn't know it from listening to me on this show, exactly. But but uh, <laughs> one can always. One can always try, and that's what we. But yeah, uh, I had uh, do. summer two thousand six, and I had some time on my hands. And Greg said, "Hey, you want to be certified to dive?" I said, "Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that sounds like a blast." Yeah, so CJ and Bubble Boy are—they're uh, kind of like the buddy team that we got certified at the same time. They were one of my, uh, you know, my main students, and they have uh, been diving ever since. So I gave them that gift, and they took that. Uh, I don't know. They uh, took that dive and swam with it. Said, "My God, this is awesome! Why didn't I do this years ago?" Yeah, not quite as good a story as Mermaid Rachel. I told you, mine sucks. Uh, to you're, her. 
You're not a circus performer? Or? I'm not. You know, Dr. Doug is super diver, and Rachel's done all this cool stuff. I'm just, you know, some guy that likes to jump in the water. Yeah. But you are super diver. Cock Johnson. No? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> if we're in sometimes. the Keys and there's enough liquor involved. <laughs> That's right. Sure. You're not diving. Jerry was the there. The is flowing. <laughs> right. I, I will vouch for that. What Jerry <laughs> knows. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to Jerry, the diver guy, who uh, resides in the mountains of Virginia when he is not scuba diving, but he has mountain divers, uh, you know, runs a dive uh, operation up there. So how did you get into diving, especially when you're not even close to water when it comes to <laughs> Probably to, just uh, about stuff. like everybody else has, Greg. I mean, it's, you know, back then, you know, we here in the mountains didn't have a whole lot of TV shows to choose from. I mean, we had three, three basic channels and that was it. You had right. CBS, NBC and ABC. And every now and then, if the wind wasn't blowing, you got one that come in with PBS on it. So, okay. All right. But of course, uh, you know, I got to watch, you know, mutual something on the TV Wild kingdom and yeah. stuff like that. And I think between that and PBS, it really got my, knack for underwater yeah so. so it was a tv show any any uh yeah. one in particular or well, i mean which one you know when i got when we moved up into the 80s we got the big 10 foot 12 foot satellite dish we got all kinds of tv channels and that's when jacques cousteau come into the world with me right every now and then i'd get to see jacques on nbc or abc but other than that that's when we got it and okay. then that also brought in one of my favorite actresses, which also motivated me too. So, yeah, which one was that? Uh, Miss Bissett. Oh, Jacqueline Bissett. Yes. Want to dive naked in the pool oh. in the hot tub? Yeah. So I think that's a quote, something like that from The Deep. I gotta watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, oh. you're, you're creeping us out right now. There's lady, pre- lady present. Come on now, Jerry. Well, What's I wrong mean, with you? my God. She's smoking hot. Of course, Rachel is smoking oh, hot. But, smoking why, why hot too, but still, I mean, oh, she blushed. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're you're saying uh, a little bit of Jacques Cousteau and Jacqueline Bissett was Marlon inspiration. And, so it's TV. What? What? Yeah, there was no movies. But, you know what no. inspired me was uh, the movie The Abyss. Got me into diving. But was there any movies that inspired you, or was that kind yeah, of TV I mean, stuff? The Abyss was good. I loved it. Uh, I mean, at that time, I just craved anything underwater yeah. th- throughout the years. And then I started snorkeling in a local lake and just pretty much fell in love with it from there yeah. on. I mean, okay. and then I just went and got certified. So when thought, you go cool. diving now, what is it, Jerry? What is it about uh, scuba diving that keeps you going or, or that you enjoy the most? it's the peacefulness the the zen moment as, as everybody says i mean yeah. i love the, the quietness and but it's just to be able to go out and see you know one minute you got massive creatures like the you know like sharks or whatever and, and then you can go down on the bottom and just start watching shrimp and not go five foot from the boat and just be hung up there on micro life and within 10 foot of the boat, five foot of the boat, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much to see and do in a little bitty space and anything can happen. I mean, you know, 
hammerhead could swim by like it did at Christ of the Abyss and just paid us no mind and just kept cruising on by. Right. You never know when something like that's going to happen and you're going to have to, you know, relieve yourself in your wetsuit. Well, I've never done that, but still. A liar. What? (laughs) No. There's two types of divers. Full of crap. I can rightfully say I have never peed in my wetsuit. Thank God you're not under oath right now. Two types of divers. Those who peed in the wetsuit and those who lie about peeing in the wetsuit. You know, I've been teaching it for 20 years now. Teaching people how to pee and in their wetsuits? Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> I don't think people need really away. classes on that. I have done away with all my wetsuits. Dr. Doug does have the, the certification. people that, that, that come into my class, they're either going to buy a wetsuit or they're just going in their trunks. No no rental. Why, no why would you tell them to just go in their trunks? That's just, Well, look. That's when, disgusting. Uh, you, shouldn't tell them, you shouldn't have to instruct them to go anywhere. Well, when you have somebody pee in your wetsuit that sits in a box before you get it cleaned out in 90 degree heat and it ruins all the other wetsuits, nope. Yeah. It's not going to happen no more. So, why does he have a box of peed in wetsuits? I don't know. It's kind of a fit. Mountains of Virginia. I put put that poor sap. Hey, man, some people are into that. (laughs) He gets low. You know what? We're we're not going to judge here. We don't judge. We just want everyone to share. So our uh, listeners and, you know, fellow divers can be informed to uh, connect or distance themselves from the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad member of their choice. Swim away! Hour two is on deck. We're going to dive a little deeper with Mermaid Kristen, Casey the Tobacco Nut, Barry the Bugger, even Vinny Two Tanks, and, and me. I might even share a nugget or two. That's coming up in hour two. Stay close. On the boat or down below, if you want to stay in the know. If you be pressurized there, you'll want to be there on Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. This seems the logical place for fish to congregate. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past editions of Scuba Radio worldwide over the internet at scubaradio.com. So we're in international waters? Indeed so. Tell a friend and buddy up with your radio every week for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Well, it's all very nice here, but we should be going. I miss me wife and me oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go! The opinions you just heard on Scuba Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. Okay, you know, what I just heard? Blah, 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 blah. They're not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. Come on, quit yanking me. Scuba diving does involve risk and should never be conducted without proper instruction and training. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at scubaradio.com.